Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Ernest, listen up. When people all around the world first started going out protesting this summer, you'd hear it over and over. This time is different. But how? And who are the people trying to make it different? In Gimlet's new podcast, Resistance, host Saeed Tijan Thomas Jr. brings us stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives told by the generation fighting for the change. It's a show about people refusing to accept things as they are and how we can make sure this time really is different. Resistance is out now. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. All right, guys. Welcome back to Earn Your Leisure, United Masters Edition. Yeah, that's our partners. Select Con. Shout out to the good folks at United yeah, Masters. Yeah, shout out to Dave, Christine. I'm holding it down over there. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good people, good people. Um, so today's going to be an exciting conversation. We have two dynamites that we're going to talk about, you know, the world of, of music, the world of business yeah. um financial services finances, world all of that yeah. all of that stuff so first up to bat for the introduction um toby nagwigwe <laughs> nagwigwe nagwigwe did i get it nagwigwe i ain't mad at you i'm sorry i ain't mad i ain't mad so i'm sorry my name is my name is rashad Valau. so people people mess up my name all the time so i'm hypersensitive whenever i, I don't i never want to disrespect you know he, he, name. he usually just goes you do it and i'll be like all right i'm about to they call me rashid they call me all kinds of stuff so i'm sorry her way more uh way worse uh 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 in a leave uh with substitutes 
And um, say cool, Kaylee. Uh, Kaylin. Kaylin. Got you. So say cool is the head of the advanced black pathways at Chase. A managing partner at Chase, managing director at Chase. He's been with Chase for 15 years and he's been in the banking industry for 20 years. And Toby is um, one of the hottest artists in the game right now. Independent artist. One artists. of the most dangerous MCs coming out of the A-Leaf, SWAT. Yeah. We learned about the SWAT. We learned about the SWAT. How, how I'm doing. How yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Toby, Toby is really dope because he – he has a really um, interesting backstory. He's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. He went to um, college for, for, I think, four years, I believe. He used to be an athlete. And um, he told his family that he wanted to be a rapper. And they was like, why do you want to be a rapper? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you, if, if you follow him on Instagram, he's, um, he's like a very eclectic kind of guy because he's from Houston. But it's, it's like you might see him with gold teeth in his mouth. But yeah. then he has, like, live instruments. And then he does um, a lot of political activism. So it's like a lot of different flavors. Yeah. It's like a gumbo almost. Yeah, he's marketing it himself, branding it himself. Yeah, yeah, he's Putting having, it out himself. Yeah, this, this guy is, is a dynamo. He's a dynamo. And um, it's, it's no wonder that he's working with United Masters because he's independent. Mm -hmm. So that's a conversation that we're going to have. So, Toby, um, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. I want to start with you. Then say, cool, I'm going to go to you. So, Toby, um, you come from, like I said, an interesting background as far as, like, you know, being an athlete. Um, going to college, um, and then wanting to be an entertainer. So taking an independent route, like, is that something that was taught in your household as far as, you know, having African parents? We all know that. I think Nigerians um, have the highest level of college degrees, I believe, um, out of any ethnic group in America, something like that. So so was that something that, you know, you, you kind of, you think had a, had a head start as far as the business standpoint at in your household? Oh no, absolutely uh not. That's a strong, strong uh hell no. My mom wanted to, my parents wanted me to do something extremely safe. They wanted me to uh do the do the natural uh Nigerian stuff, doctor, lawyer, uh, engineer. So when I told them I was gonna be doing what I was gonna be doing, uh and it all started from like a non profit, my mom looked at me like why like you know Nigerians master the art of over dramatic negative encouragement so like her first reaction to me being an entrepreneur and starting a non-profit is oh my god why has god forsaken me <laughs> what have i done to deserve this type of cost so, you know what i'm saying uh she just couldn't understand like how it was gonna work out for me because like she she and I had to take it with a grain of salt because most Nigerian parents, especially uh, for their uh, first generation born uh, kids uh, in the U.S., they feel like, look, us doing what we had to do to get here was risk enough. Get into something that's going give to you, give you something right now. Get you some uh, ends right now and don't do nothing else risky. We risked it all. You good. Um, but once she saw like all the... You know what I'm saying? Accolades and uh, everything that's, that's came with me being an independent artist, an entrepreneur, a business owner, all that type of stuff. The Dave Chappelle, the Beyonce playlist, the Michelle Obama stuff. Like, uh, she she's relaxed. Wait, we, we can't let that go over our heads. Like, those are, those are some prominent names you just said. <laughs> Hell of an accomplishment. We, we, we real blessed in this season. So I, I got a quick question when, when it comes to being independent. I know there's a lot that comes with everything is on you. Has there been a time from the beginning where your artistic vision actually collided with your financial reality? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When I first started, cause you know what I'm saying, I was broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had vision for what I wanted to do, but but what but what what it, what it made me do was master the art of being uh, resourceful. So I, I like I mastered being able to do stuff with absolutely nothing, no budget, no 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 none of the extra stuff. So everything that I do now, in my mind, low key, it's a luxury. So I can I can do I can do much with absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's important. That's important. You know, it's interesting, especially like we're from New York, but I always admired um, the South. I was always a big fan of the South. And one of the things I always admired about the South is that the business acumen of a lot of the guys from the South early on, even from a Jay Prince, Master P, mm-hmm. Slim Baby. It seems like down South, they was they was ahead of that wave as far as like independent and, and, and like selling music out your trunk where the bigger artists in New York at that time can was we, signed to Def yeah, Jam. Can we get the Def Jam? Yeah, that was, was it. signing the deal. Bad boy. So, the day, the day and age that we in now, right, where it's, it's like you don't technically need a label, but a lot of artists are still signing to labels. Like the, the, big, the biggest artists in the game are still signed to labels. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you... You go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was go just going to say, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that um, everybody don't need to be signed to a label. And, 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 it, and this is my thought process, because at first I was like, bruh, what are y'all doing? They, you know they getting all your money and blah, blah 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 blah. You could you could do this all yourself, but everybody don't got vision like that. Everybody can't like don't know how to brand themselves, market themselves, put, write their own stuff, direct their own videos. And I and I think because it come some of that stuff come like not necessarily easy, but natural to me. I'm thinking like, yo, y'all should be able to do this too if y'all just you know what I'm saying put the grind uh, for it. But that's not how everybody not built like that. And everybody, some people do need people to like brand it all up, market it all up, package it all together for you. Get somebody to write your stuff. Get somebody to direct your video. You don't really got no vision for how you want to put your stuff out. You know what I'm saying? So it, I used to be on. Everybody should be independent. Now I really don't even. I, I promise you, I'm fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so what I was gonna ask is like, you as a, as an independent artist coming up, right? Like. How important, because we talk to business owners a lot on the podcast, and we talk about systems, like creating systems. But I feel like for artists, you have to have systems in place as well, like as far as like, like you said, your merch, your videos. So when did you realize that you have to actually have systems in place? And how was it actually putting systems in place to actually run your your music? Like a bit, it is a business. So like, can you talk about that for like an aspiring artist that may want to be independent, but they just they don't really know how to run a business and they're not really sure about like the best way to go about it. Yeah. I, well, I realized I need systems in place when I was about to, uh, when I was about to burn out and die trying to, uh, <laughs> package all the stuff, write all the songs, help produce all the songs, direct all the videos. Uh, and, and, and the merch thing was, it was, was real tough for me, but I had to get, but, but choosing like a specific type of person and a specific group of people to help me, uh, with the stuff that I'm doing was uh, extremely key. I, I, I need a specific type of person. You got to be good people, and then you got to understand that we independent. Like th- there's nothing. Whatever needs to be done, we gonna have to do it. And I had to get people that had that mindset and not the like nine to five stuff should already be taken care of type of mindset. So, Seiko, I want I want to bring you in. For... No, go ahead, go ahead, Toby. Toby. No, no, no. That's basically it. I just had to get a specific type of person. And, and you know, I'm real family oriented, real relational. So, you know, I, I, I do all of this with my family. And, and like I said, I mastered the art of being resourceful. So I literally chose to do this with people who I do life with and not that they were just 
like extreme experts or nothing like that because they weren't. My 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 wife ain't know nothing to, like nothing about none of this industry. Nell was literally just starting to make beats when I when I started uh, to rap. So she wasn't like Timberland, Swiss. She wasn't like like no crazy producer like that. The majority of the stuff that she was sending me was like Poochie's. Tri- yeah, <laughs> y'all gonna grow together. <laughs> we had you got to work this way when you coming up. You can't like be like, oh, let me get up there. Nah, find somebody that's on your level, and then everybody come up together. Yeah, we, that's something we stress a lot is like, look look sideways, man. You don't always have to look up to find somebody who's doing it the best. Like a lot of times if you grow, look to the side, you can grow together. Um, so that's definitely important. Thank you, I wanna bring you in because we're, we're talking about financial literacy um, and how it affects artists. Um, and I wanna know how ABP, cause we learned through music. We, we, we admittedly talk about that a lot. Like we learned a lot of, uh, of our lessons through music. I wanna know what the role that ABP is gonna be playing in, in terms of getting that financial literacy, financial growth to our community. Well, it's a a critically important question. Uh, So Advancing Black Pathways, we launched in 2019, really to focus on strengthening the economic foundation of the black community. And a key part of that is the financial health, because too often people make the mistake uh, in thinking it's how much you make, but it's not what you make, it's what you keep and grow. And so Mm -hmm. talking about financial health, which has been a taboo topic in our community, right? My, My parents didn't talk to me about money. Right. So if I then enter like my, the work world, these things, you know, weren't firsthand to me and working in banking. So for us, we've launched a, a number of initiatives to really promote, you know, the dialogue and, and, and show what tools you can leverage so that you can actually uh, grow and build well. So it is important. And about the music, one thing that's interesting to me is the evolution uh, of, of materialism or the finances and the music. See, I remember when Dougie Fresh was talking about, I'm in the Cherokee and Chill Wheels and the Audi, right? And then, then you go along and all of a sudden you got the Lambos and Brigatti's. Like something <laughs> happened in that time frame, but yet we don't hear the focus on the assets that actually you know grow and, and that enable you to build wealth and appreciate uh, versus uh, depreciate. So just getting people to really anchor on, uh, you know, how do you build and grow wealth? So, all right, it's, um, so coming from a corporate um, background, you're in the corporate world, right? Um, so you guys have three different, uh, I guess, pathways with wealth creation, careers, and education, right? So can you talk about each one individually? Because um, like, I think one thing, like we talk a lot with entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but as even Toby said, everybody's not gonna be an entrepreneur and that's okay. Like some people are just not cut out to be entrepreneurs, right? So I'm interested to hear your idea about careers um, because we know like even I think black women own, um, get college degrees at the highest rate, mm-hmm. but they're still underpaid. Um, they still- Yeah, absolutely. And they get venture capital at the lowest rate. Um, and you- Yep. So. Yeah, how do we how do we how do we how do we make this right in the corporate world? So what we're doing from Advancing Black Pathways is one supporting the entrepreneurship, but I'll get to that. But the education piece for us, you know, we made a commitment to hire four thousand you know black students, right, and put them on pathways where they can earn you know in, you know great you know have a great career and earn again a lot a lot of money, and so. That was important for us, and in the first year we hired over a thousand students. But really, giving them that pathway and, and showing them the art of the possible, but also you know overlaying financial health. 
So we did this at Howard University and we're doing it at all schools, but, but to try to, at an earlier stage, you know, make sure we're highlighting the importance of financial topics because, and you may appreciate this, our generation, we used to talk about keeping it 100, which meant keeping it real. And I want to get people talking about keeping it 700, meaning keeping your credit score above 700 so that you can access the banking industry. And so that's where we have to shift the dialogue and really talk about, as we thinking about education in our career, focus on financial health earlier. And the importance of entrepreneurship, that's where wealth is created. Black entrepreneurs have 12 times the net worth of black non-entrepreneurs, right? So that's why we've created this program to truly get access to capital, content, advisory services for black entrepreneurs. Because that's the only way we're gonna really create jobs and grow and strengthen our community. Entrepreneurship has always been the way for black folks when there was no corporate path, right? And so entrepreneurship remains critical for our wealth building in our community. I'm thinking now, like, especially from an artist standpoint, like, could there be some type of financial service company that comes along and decides to partner with a, an artist or, or a brand like United Masters to give them, give people a training, right? Like I know that, you know, 21 Savage is doing financial literacy and I love what, what uh, Killer Mike is doing and uh, obviously what we're, we're trying to do for the community. But in other professions, like even in the NBA, like they have a rookie camp or, you know, something like that prepares them for the, what's about to happen when they come into money. I'm wondering what you think the benefits of that would be. Um, Toby, you can answer that and, and um, say, cool, you can answer from, from the financial service standpoint, the benefits of that and why we haven't you know, come to form a coalition that, that would facilitate that. Well, I think it would be phenomenal because I, I feel like there's so, many, there's so many artists that don't have a clue what's going on in the industry when, when, when they get involved. And I'll be honest, when, when I first started doing music, I didn't have a clue. I just I just had the uh, talent and the vision to do what I was doing, but I had to get with some people who were well versed in the industry that could give me game. I got with, you know, what I'm saying Steve Stout gave me a lot of game when I first went to uh, meet with him in his office uh, and let me know like, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. Like you're doing all the all, all the things that you need to do, you, and you really don't need no label. And, and in my mind, I was like, shoot, I might have to uh, get a label when I first started, but it's because I didn't have any foreknowledge of the industry. So I think financial uh, uh, literacy and then just literacy of the uh, industry, if a, a coalition could be set, set up uh, for artists uh, in that vein, it'll be monumental and labels would be hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think, you know, taking away the shame, like no judgment, no shame. Like sometimes we don't want to talk about, you know, as it relates to these financial services, you know, some of these topics because we may not know, but anything else we would you would ask your if i'm visiting houston i'm going to ask him hey where should i get my haircut like or where should i pick up something for tonight but i'm i'm not asking you hey how'd you get your mortgage like like what process did you go through right and and when we can create those dialogues in a way that again makes the information readily accessible and then we're promoting those dialogues within the community like steve stout could put you on game and not only about as an artist but more broadly how he's navigated. And so I think that's what's needed in this time more than ever, that the information has to be shared, right? And, and so that's through Advancing Black Pathways, what we're trying to do. Like, I don't care if you bank with JP Morgan Chase or not, you should know your credit score. I'll tell you how to get it free, credit journey at Chase. It's not about Chase, this is about the black community and making sure we have these tools readily available where people can access it and learn. 
Yeah, I think um, I was watching Drink Champs one day, and Noriega had actually said that um, rappers should have a union. Yeah. Even like actors have the SAG, and it's like you know even. Yeah, because Siegel, Beanie Siegel is one of our favorite artists. And when he was like, I can't eat off a hundred grand, yeah. no dental plan. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't even have benefits. As, so it's a lot of stuff that, that um, young aspiring artists don't fully understand. But say, cool, I have a question. And actually, I would love to get Toby's input on it as well. So I'm, I'm in the financial services industry. And the, the disconnect that, I, that I've seen, um, and I think one of the reasons why Earn Your Leisure is so popular is that in the black community, there's, there's been a lot of initiatives, but I think the messenger is extremely important. Like who's relaying the message, right? Because it's like a lot of times, especially young people, but even older people, they feel disconnected, disenfranchised with traditional um, institutions and people, the delivery of certain people. So even if it's good intentions, it's like if you don't have a credible messenger or a relatable messenger, then it, it, it kind of just goes over people's heads. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think that's one of the reasons that people really like our podcast because they see us as just regular people and we just dress like regular people. <laughs> we're not like, we don't have ascots. Like, <laughs> we're not the most polished as far as our diction is concerned. That was good. But, um, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how are you guys chase? How are you? Because I feel like, like Troy said, we learn from rappers. Honestly, like we probably, we learn we learned more from Jay Z. He's our guy. He, we <laughs> learned more from Jay than we learned in high school. And I even feel now, like I feel like for Meek Mill to 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 make financial literacy cool yeah. is even more powerful than you know the Secretary of Treasury. Like nobody even knows they his not, name. They can't pronounce his name. They can't spell his name. They don't know him. They're gonna do a worse job butchering the name than I did <laughs> earlier. So who 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 does Chase? have to relay this message first for you say cool and toby for you how important is hip-hop and being responsible and um because you guys have a tremendous voice like you put that brianna taylor video out and it gets millions of views that was all on my feed (laughs) hip-hop artists i think have a um tremendous voice responsibility but if they're not educated themselves then they can't right so say cool how who, who's the the messengers that chase is going to use to get this message of financial literacy out to the community he's really quickly because jay-z i agree the story of oj that that lyric about dumbo i could have bought a two million dollar building that then yep. sold for 25 million how do i feel dumbo i mean Yes, like the, the, if people have the insights, they can absolutely incorporate it, you know, into the music. In terms of like the messenger, that becomes critically important. You know, blacks, for good reason, don't trust a lot of large institutions because our, our history in this country, some of these institutions have not served us well, quite frankly. And so that's why we work with the board of advisors. So I work really closely with Kevin Hart. For instance, in one, in one of the meetings, Kevin Hart was like, "That what, what you just said is exactly what he said. That he wants to, he's involved with advancing Black Pathways because he wants to reach the community and and have people hear from his mistakes." And I took him around a Harlem Children's Zone and different schools in New York to talk to these students about his money mistakes. So when you thought he was making money, he would tell you, "I was dead broke." Right. And, and so and here's the mistakes I made along the way. And so I think unless you have credible messengers. Right. And, and well, and I give you the best example of a credible messenger. The CEO of Chase Bank is a black woman to Shonda Brown Duckett. She runs the largest bank in this country. The actual CEO of the bank side, Chase, 
the, the fact that we have a black woman running the largest bank in this country it is unheard of, right? And so, again, you and she can leverage that same intentionality. So as we've built all these new branches across the country, we've built these branches, some of these branches in, you know, black and brown communities, right? And so we can be intentional about how we reach, how we hire, who we hire, because that's the way you could truly reach people in the community. So while, while not perfect by any means, but that is at least a start where you, to your point, if you don't have the right messenger, like you're gonna lose me at, at, from the get-go. So, so that is you know, a, a very critical point and we're very mindful of it. And that's why we wanna hire, right? That's why we're hiring people across the bank. That's why we're hiring black financial advisors that, that understand us, that can give us messaging that really is appropriate as well. So, so it's a great question and that's the intentionality we have with Advancing Black Path. Toby, how do you feel about hip hop's role? And because we see hip hop taking a stance on police brutality and a lot of stuff, but financial literacy, I feel like it's. I, I feel like the reason why our podcast is successful is because a lot of artists, Rick Ross, Jay Z, yeah. Nipsey Hussle, Nas, yes, have have taken a stance on financial literacy. So, what is hip hop's role in in relaying this message? I really, I really think. Hold on, real quick, my my baby is going out of mind. Hey. Yeah. I'm doing a uh, conference. That's us? I, I got two under one. Wow. I got three. My back, <laughs> yeah, my back to back game stronger than Drake. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> All right, so, but this, this is what I would say. I think it really depends on the artist. And I had to learn this myself because I am uh, very conscious of every single thing that I put out and I, and, and I want my stuff to my, my stuff is for a specific group of people who come from where I come from who didn't have anybody to give them game. Uh, similar to what y'all do at Earn Your Leisure. You, you're literally trying to give game to the people who, who you know ain't gonna get this information too many other places. So that that's me specifically. But everybody ain't get involved in music to do that. Some people just got music to get money. Some people just got in music to, uh, for whatever reason. But it ain't to literally empower your people. You understand what I'm saying? Some some people got into to flash to to some people were very lame growing up and they won't get chicks now and, and like and that's this is their means to you know what I'm saying fill that void that they got in their life. So I I, I hold artists to a, a completely different standard and and it I I I would hold them accountable to whatever it is to, to, to the financial literacy literacy stuff if that was. Uh, somewhere embedded in their goal for when they, in their why or their reason for starting to do music. If that ain't really what, what you got into it for, I can't really hold you accountable to that. I could just, you know what I'm saying? I could just be like, well, you're really kind of working against the grain and really working against my message, but why I got in ain't why you got in. Uh, so I, so it, I think it really just depends on the artist. I think, who was it? I think Dave Chappelle said something like, uh, uh, in times of crisis, so in one of his stand-ups or something like that, he was like, "The last thing you want to hear is uh, what does Ja Rule think on?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why does he? Why does he always come on Ja Rule? That's like the fifth time he says something about Ja Rule. Bro, I, I have no one to watch Ja Rule, but I, but you know what I'm saying? I, I understand what the, what, what the joke was. Like, it's a lot of stuff going on right now, and Ja ain't never put himself out there as the person that's gonna be the uh, the go-to person for uh, black trauma. He's our spokesperson. Shout, Shout out to Queen. Sorry, another like point on that, uh, and I was listening. Yo, Gotti has his song out, "Recession Proof," 
which which again captures basically the cycles we, we've seen that whether it was the NBA lockout in 99 where you had cats selling their watches which he talks about in his lyric like if, if we don't incorporate like this financial literacy early on people don't realize as you begin to make money like you can hit recessions it could be COVID-19 and so that's why like if, if you're learning these concepts early and you're saving and you have a liquidity a rating day fund then you can navigate the storm because then what happens is like you know you we, we get caught one we're starting with less you know given structural uh inequities in this country you know two even the businesses or the the artists you know you may have less cash on hand and so if you're not managing that like you could be right at your breakthrough uh but but because you haven't been able to navigate the storm you have to make decisions that don't ultimately you know prepare you uh to, to continue to capitalize on on your talent and so again, I think the creative mindset, like you're an artist because you're creative, right? And, and so we still have to marry in that, that financial health. It doesn't have to be your main thing. It just needs to be a part of how you navigate your personal life. That's, that's yeah. not about your artistry as much as it is about maximizing what is done from your artistry. Yeah. Seiko, really quickly, I, I'm happy you said that we have to start early. I was wondering, uh, ABP, are, are we going into schools? Are there educational programs, mentorships, internships? Because um, that was something that our, our podcast was founded on, was like we were dealing with teenage kids who had nothing to do over the summer and we were giving them internships and paying them. I'm wondering if, 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 if Chase is doing that, is that part of the initiatives as well? Yeah, absolutely. And we launched the ABP Apprentice Program to reach college students earlier, so freshmen and sophomores. So it doesn't matter if you didn't come from a corporate background. We want to get you earlier so that you can navigate and see you could be successful. And one of the things we did that I was proud of this summer is that even though we had to do this internship virtually and shortened it, I'm paying these students for the entire summer. Right, because I don't want them shortchanged because of COVID-19, and we're still going to make sure they have access to, again, the content, the tools, they grow their careers, and are able to still perform well. So yes, we have to create these opportunities, these internships. Another one of the things we did uh, this year that I was proud of was we launched a hardship fund because 45% of black students come from poverty zip codes. So we launched the ABP hardship fund to ensure that students don't have to drop out because they have a financial hardship. I remember cats that like, you know, owed the bursar's office $500 so they couldn't like graduate or couldn't register for class, right? And so then that's the worst of all worlds because you end up dropping out, you have the student loan debt and no degree. So we're, we're using that, that hardship fund to help these students stay in, but also look to then hire them and provide financial help. So yes, we're starting with students uh, and try to incorporate it and make it part of freshman orientation for as many schools as we can. Toby, I have a question. You are Nigerian, um, but you grew up in uh, the SWAT, which I'm assuming is a predominantly Afri Af African-American <laughs> neighborhood. So I, I did some research and you said you got the both, you got experiences from both sides of the coin, from the black American experience and the, and the African experience. So my question is like, we're in a day and age where Afro beats is, is really, you know, the vibe right now. And even like, you know, going back to Ghana was a big thing last year. Um, how can we, how can we bridge the gap between the different cultures, between African-Americans and, and people on the continent, Africa, 
for not just economic development, although that is important, but just culturally and just different yeah. things of that nature. You you have a unique perspective on that. So I think that that's one of the things that can actually drive the needle as well if we do more collaboration across continents. So how, what, what, have you thought about that? Yeah, 100%. And I feel like I low-key am designed to like be a portion of the bridge. I feel like every firstborn generation, uh, Nigerian, uh, Ghanaian, uh, Kenyan, who, whoever, it, like it, first generation born here, who went to school and had a full like black American experience and then came to the crib and it was like he was in the village, like you like you are white. I'm, just, I'm, I'm being serious, like you wired different. So like, I like, I literally, so this, 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 all right. So and, and I said this one time when I did a little interview at Harvard and uh, some of my uh, 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 Nigerians who still in Nigeria they got a, a little offended. But I'm telling you, we like we got a real like unique perspective. So when you hear somebody in Nigeria trying to rap like do like pure hip hop, like you can tell if somebody from Nigeria trying to do hip-hop you're like bro i promise you i see what you're trying to do but it really don't boom like you know what i'm saying you know but, but but if you heard him doing like what uh uh yeah. what we as kid and, and like if we, if, when you hear him on some afro beat stuff you're like oh okay yeah that's the vibe and then like black americans hear that like oh i'm trying to you know what i'm saying and like and they, and they and they want that piece but it's like so so when i when i when i do hip-hop it's like, it's, I don't sound like a Nigerian trying to sound black. I'm a Nigerian who had a who had a pure black experience and had a pure Nigerian experience. So when I when it comes off, it comes off as authentic and like unique in, in itself to where like somebody like Wale can do the same thing to where he could play like sample, uh, oh man, I don't even know if y'all know the song like that, Sweet Mother. Sweet mother, I, yeah, I ain't really Nigerian like that, but see, I ain't. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it, it, like we are, I think like it's people, all the first generation born people in the uh, in the U.S. and abroad or wherever, whether you in the U.K. or whatever. Like I feel like we, our perspective is specifically designed to be a bridge for everybody to go back and do what we're doing here, there. But it just it, it comes with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nations doing like what Ghana is doing. Like Ghana is making it so live to just want to go back. Uh, Ghana make it feel like you're going to Wakanda. When I saw all the videos and stuff and everybody being there, I'm like, yo, that's really what I wish everybody was on. Let's take what we're doing here, go set up shop over there, and like really flourish. Like that's really the dream. And I feel like eventually that's what it's going to get to on the low. That's a fact. Dope. So they, they just let us know. We got one more question. Um, so say cool. Chase to change is the slogan, I believe, that you guys are going with. So yeah, you know, we in we in a time right now where a lot of companies have different initiatives and salute to everybody that's, that's making a you know a, a point. But um what is the the the, the last thing that you want to leave the people with that that will, you know, solidify Chase's commitment to the black community? Um, moving forward, not just, you know, this year, but in the next decades to come. Yeah, no, definitely. We all are out here chasing the change. And in addition to chasing it, you want to make it grow. And so we're, the message I would leave is that this is despite everything going on, we're at a point in history 
where we are going to you know, over, overcome this and have access, in my view, to greater opportunities. But we have to force that to happen. It's not going to just happen just because. And so I think what we're going to do from Advancing Black Pathways is just to double down on our investment in the black community across all of these areas. And so financial health will remain critically important. Entrepreneurship, whether you're an artist, you're an artist and entrepreneur, right? So making sure we are providing access to the tools that they had that they need so they can be successful. And then we're also, if you want to take a different route and go corporate, we really don't care what route you want to go. We want to definitely be hel- helping and assisting on that journey. So Toby, we're going to end with this, man. Our slogan is assets over liabilities, right? And as an artist, man, I want you to think about this. You, your best financial decision and your worst financial decision. Uh, my best financial decision is once I paid off uh, Fats uh, Hyundai Accent, driving it uh, still to this, to this day. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care about what nobody thinks. That thing give me the A to B, and I'm not trying to impress no, no, none of y'all. Bro, I got me a wife. I got kids. We, we Gucci. Worst financial decision. I'll be honest with you. I don't really got none. I'm cheap, and I and I still, you know what I'm saying? I still maneuver like I, I don't need much. So I think, uh, hold on, let me give you one. Just so I, let me force one real quick. What's a bad financial decision? Uh, uh, th- this whole little towel set that I that that fact just made me buy, and all the towels that she bought, they all like just be linted up, and they just shed every single time you wash them, and they useless. That's what that's what a, that's what my worst financial decision is. Yeah, put the, make sure this go live so the people are so fat can run this back. <laughs> but I like your mindset though, and he said it earlier that again he operated you know even without the budget. In that point, he was talking about the budget for you know promotion, etc. And I think that if you keep that mindset, the more successful you become. Like at, at the end of the day, I don't I didn't grow up like I live. I'm gonna be quite real on that, right? I, I had a Pell Grant like. You know, free and reduced lunch, the whole nine. But because I kept the mentality that I wasn't going to just be a spender and have to prove to people that I'm doing well. And that's the mistake we make. We're too busy trying to prove. Whereas, you know, brother here is like, no, no, I'm good. Because what I'm, if you're not on my journey, like, why am I impressing you? Right? Like, my, my music, my craft speaks for me. And, and that's how you're able to build wealth. And, it, and I, I have, again, three kids. He has two. Like you, you have a mindset shift when you talk about building that generational wealth for them. So the things that may have mattered, you know, as a single guy, like doesn't really matter as you're a father and you're thinking about generational wealth and what you're going to leave for them and for their children. Yep. Nah, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Toby, keep up the great work. We are, we are fans and we are, we are watching you. Yeah. <laughs> when we come to Houston after this COVID-19 thing is over, hopefully we can get it. We got a lot of love in Houston. Shout out to Don Key. You know him? You know him? Lil Kiki? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's our guy. That's our guy. Uh, y'all, y'all, Kiki is like legendary. <laughs> yeah, that's our guy. Like, hold on, maybe maybe they know another Kiki. No, 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 just one. He, he came to our event in, in Houston. Yeah. Remember we ran we, into him and Paul actually, Wall. We flew back to New York with, with him and with, Paul with Wall. Him and Paul Wall. Shout out to Houston. We got a lot of love in Houston. Um, yeah. We we have a Jay Prince story too. Name, just to, to act like it was somebody and see what happened, but just joking. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, nah, but Toby, man, when we come to Houston, we. we <laughs> yeah, June bug. Oh, we we definitely got it. We definitely got to connect, man. But once again, we we definitely are fans um, of your music and, and just the whole vibe that you got. I really I really think that is dope. So keep up the great work, and um, say cool. Uh, it was a pleasure being introduced to you. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully we can, um, you know, stay in touch and keep up the great work that you're doing. I think that's it's, it's great that we actually, because you guys are in different spaces, but we got a highlight of a, a variety of different people in the yeah. black experience because everybody has a part to play and everybody is doing it on a different path, whether it's in the corporate world, whether it's through music, whether it's through entrepreneurship, whether it's through fashion, whether it's through spoken word, whether it's through activism, and we can never downplay another person's position it's like it's like you know a basketball team everybody's got their own roles to play and, mm -hmm. and no one person is is more important than a team and we're all a team at the end of the day so yeah. thank you to both of you gentlemen and thank you to united masters the good folks of yeah, united yeah. masters that's why i said man and we always stress equality and equity is important but economic empowerment is the other e that we have to stress and everybody here is part of that so i appreciate y'all brothers with Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.